Good morning and welcome to another episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your host, I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today I'm going to be telling you guys part two of the disappearance of Bryce Lespiza. Grab your cup of coffee and let's dive on in. Police began to search the area where Bryce's car had wrecked, and they were not coming up with much luck. They did send divers in to search Castaic Lake, and they searched for multiple days, but they didn't find any trace of Bryce. They didn't find his remains. There was no evidence that he was really even there other than the fact that his car was overturned. They had volunteer groups that were searching the campgrounds and other areas that were around where Bryce could have gone to seek some sort of shelter. If you listened to our episode that we did on Bryce Lespiza from 2019, our original episode that we did, I did mention a truck stop at one point in time, but I actually, I was messaging with the family and they said that that is actually something that there was never any evidence of that he was ever at any sort of truck stop. So if you guys have heard that episode or if you've come across that while listening or learning about Bryce Lespiza, according to the family, that is something that has not happened. I do have a question for you. Yes. The cameras that caught him going up the hill at the lake, mm-hmm. can they see in the car to identify that that's Bryce? No. It was just taking pictures of the license plate. That would be very helpful if it had seen the face because it may not have even been Bryce the first or second time. Or maybe it was him the first time and not the second time. Exactly. Police did use some canines to help try to find Bryce. And while they found his scent they, and they were able to trace it for a little while, it went cold in every direction. It didn't actually lead to anything. The fact that they found his scent there, though, did they find it outside the car at all? Yes. Because that at least means he was in the car when it wrecked and it wasn't someone else that wrecked it. Well, okay. I'm trying to think of how to answer that because in theory, yes. But if they were just going off the scent that was in the car, Mm -hmm. then it could be the scent of anybody else. That's true because if they sat in it and got the scent on them too, maybe. Yeah. I don't really know exactly how it works with dogs. I do also know, though, that there's a lot of controversy with Mm -hmm. that and how reliable it is. There is. Yeah. I don't know if they like had an item of Bryce's and they gave it to him or if they actually if they just used the scent from the car and traced that because it may not have even been Bryce's scent that the dogs were tracing. But while they were continuing to search for Bryce, Los Angeles County firefighters responded to a brush fire in the area near Castaic Lake. And there was a burning body found at this brush fire. So police were like, this is most likely Bryce because this was just a few days later. When firefighters originally got there, the body had been too badly damaged to even determine if it was a man or a woman. So Bryce's family were just kind of waiting to see if that was their son. But the coroner's report came back and they identified the victim as Lamandra Miles, who was a 35-year-old man, and he'd been shot in the torso and then dumped and set on fire in Castaic. It makes you wonder if you want to think of Bryce's disappearance as maybe some type of homicidal thing, if that would be connected at all. There was an investigation done into the death of Lamandra and while it was a homicide, it seemed to be a personal thing. It was like, I think it was over drugs. So they didn't actually tie Bryce's case and this Lamandra case together. They thought that they were two separate things. Over the years, the Lispiza family decided that they really wanted to 
put in a whole bunch of effort and do their part to look for Bryce. So they turned to psychics and clairvoyants and mediums, and they were just trying everything that they could. One psychic sent in a tip saying, quote, the only thing I'm seeing is that Bryce is either in or around the lake. I looked it up on Google Maps and it looks like a V-shaped lake. I don't know what area his car turned over after looking at the Facebook pages, but I am drawn to the top right-hand point of the V. I don't know if he's alive or not, but I am sensing if the search keeps persistent, then it is likely he will be found in one shape or another. It looks like there's a lot of dirt around him and trees. It might seem a little generic, but the visual looks like someone sitting in the dirt with a lot of greenery around, and it looks like three trees right around him. One on his right-hand side and two in front. Also sensing some dampness, so maybe he got rained on or something along with the dirt. Other than that, I am not getting much. If I get anything else, I will be sure to let you know, end quote. Abby, do you have a response? Because I have... I kind of picked this apart. You know me. I picked Mm -hmm. it apart when I read it. For me, it sounds like maybe he wrecked and kind of was disorientated, maybe fell in the water since she said she was seeing dampness and was sitting in the dirt somewhere. But that doesn't explain where he would be now. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I felt about it. We had done a case before where the psychic actually helped solve the case. So I don't discredit psychics not completely i do think there are some fakes out there it did concern me though it just made me wonder though because she says i don't know if he's alive or not but i am sensing if the search keeps persistent then it is likely he will be found in one shape or another that's very very vague i mean i think if you continue if you constantly search for something eventually you find it Not always. We cover a lot of cold cases and missing people who never get found. The thing with psychics is I fully believe that there are psychics that are able to maybe sense energies and are legit. But I think, too, that can come at different levels. So I don't know who she is or anything about this psychic in particular. But from what I've heard, it is sometimes more vague than others. And everyone senses these things kind of differently. But yeah, you're right. There definitely are some fakes out there. I mean, whether she's being honest or not, she is keeping that door wide open. She's basically saying something's going to happen. And she covered all the bases by saying it. She just covered any possible option. Yeah. So you can take that as you want. I'm sure a lot of people will just say she's a fake and just trying to get attention. But like Erica said, I covered a case a while ago where this lady who had nothing to do with the case was able to lead police to a body of a murdered woman. So I believe in it, but also I'm not dumb. There's people out there who suck. Yeah, and I don't want to, I mean, like I said, discredit the psychic. It's possible that this is exactly what she saw but I just felt like it was super vague and I mean it happened at a lake and so she saw a lake kind of thing. Bryce's mom and dad had multiple other psychics clairvoyants and mediums also reaching out to them but none of them have been accurate and the information just always varies from people saying that he's alive, he's dead, he's they, they don't know and they did check out this other psychic that I told you about where I read her whole quote they did check into that area of the lake and they didn't find him since then the lake has been searched multiple times and his family has driven to the area and walked around the lake a hundred times as well since he disappeared along with friends and family in 2015 the family hired a sonar boat and had the lake searched for two days 
And then there was also the PI was working with a drone operator at the same time. But once again, nothing came up during their search of the lake. So let's talk about a couple different theories about what could have happened to Bryce. Abby, I know we've discussed these theories before, obviously. So the main theories that there are is that one, he committed suicide. Two, maybe he had some sort of psychotic break, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, something like that. Or the Vivans that he had taken with the alcohol, there was some weird reaction that caused him to act the way that he did. I know we talked about this one before. I don't foresee it, but just throw it out there that the possible roadside hero, Christian, ended up doing something. Or that Bryce, you know, walked away from his life to start a new one somewhere. There's the possibility that he was murdered or that the car accident caused a head injury and so he doesn't even know who he is. There's all kinds of different theories. So we're going to kind of discuss those a little bit more in depth. The first one that we're going to talk about is that he died by suicide. So Abby, what are your thoughts kind of on that? Did he try to commit suicide by running his car off the road? Did he fail during that? And so he walked off and killed himself somewhere else? What, what are your thoughts? I think with how he was acting and stuff, I can understand how people do believe this. It definitely seems suspicious that his car went at an increased speed towards the lake like it was trying to drive in. I can see how this is a popular theory and that he failed. So he went off and found another way to do it. However, the obvious way would be the lake's right there commit suicide in the lake and since they haven't found his body and it's been searched a lot I know water's kind of a crazy thing though and it's possible his body's still there and they haven't found it but it seems kind of far-fetched that if he was trying to commit suicide and then wrecked that he would walk off and just hope to find another method that seems like it's leaving too many possibilities and variables I agree I mean I agree with what you said about the lake. They, I mean, while they have searched it so many times over the last seven years, it is possible his body is still somewhere in the lake. Not highly likely, but it's possible. I mean, if he was really that determined to commit suicide, then I could see him going somewhere to do it. The thing that's strange is when you murder somebody, you can hide their body really well, right? When you commit suicide, it's not easy to hide your body. You can't hide it after and has to be somewhere that you can easily get to. So it's hard to kind of imagine where he would have hid his body to commit suicide and then still not be found seven years later with all of the searches that they've done. Does that make sense? I know that was kind of... I do. It makes sense. It sounds weird to hear about someone hiding their own body. But that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's... You know, a lot of times when people commit suicide, they want to be found. They leave a note. There's a reason they want people to know. They don't want to leave those questions unanswered. And you're right, especially with his car wrecked, he would have had to go somewhere on foot, which I guess he could have went on foot, hitchhiked or found a bus and went somewhere else. Completely different. And something happened. Yeah, just something completely different. It's possible. However, I don't think it's necessarily the most likely. I I could agree with that. That's why I struggle with believing the theory of suicide is just because it's so when you start to think of the logistics of it and then all the different pieces, it's like how what could he have done to hide his body well enough that nobody's found it yet in that area. Something else though that goes with the suicide theory is how he gave away his stuff and also he spent so much time just sitting in his car on the side of the road. 
Like you could look at that as he was trying to, you know, debate where he was going. He was like trying to figure out in his mind if he wanted to end his life or move on or what he was going to do next. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up next. You know, one of the signs of somebody about to end their life is they will give away their things or they will say nice things to friends or family or they'll end relationships. I mean, he did hit some of the markers for somebody who is potentially going to commit suicide. It does also leave the question, what was he going to talk to his mom and dad about? Because when he was about to leave Chico, he said, I have a lot to talk to you about, mom. So what was he going to talk about? Do you think he was going to bring up his mental illness with his mom and kind of try to discuss it? Or was there something else going on? Who knows? But I think it's possible that he was going to try to talk to her, like you said, about his issues and problems he was having and something changed on his way home. And if we're going with the suicide theory, he decided then to commit suicide. The thing is, is everybody handles this kind of stuff mental illnesses and stress they all handle it so differently so it's really hard to even try to figure out what he was thinking and what he was doing because we obviously don't know him personally we don't know how he handles stuff or who he is and what kind of person he is I think it I think you can gauge a lot by looking at the family and seeing what they're saying about it but people can hide stuff really well So the other theory, I mean, these kind of all, the first few kind of all come together, would be the Vyvanse with the alcohol that he had been drinking and taking. So as we talked about, Vyvanse is a medication that people take for ADHD, and Bryce was taking it unprescribed in order to stay awake overnight. So some of the side effects that there are, if you take it, are anxiety, decreased appetite, diarrhea, dizziness, dry mouth, irritability, trouble sleeping, vomiting, stomach pain, loss of appetite. But the most common are dry mouth, trouble sleeping, increased heart rate, feeling jittery, anxiety. So if he was taking these and if he had any underlying mental illnesses that he just wasn't aware of, they could have been brought out through this. And it does say that if you have a family history of suicide, bipolar, or depression, it can make it worse. And so you can have different psychotic symptoms such as seeing or hearing things that are not real, believing things that aren't true, or being suspicious. So if he had a bad reaction to the Vyvanse that he was taking, this could also explain some of his weird behavior throughout the entire day where he just sat in his car and was contemplating whatever he was contemplating. So, Abby, what are your thoughts on the Vyvanse? I'm not really sure with that one. I can say, though, that if he was mixing unprescribed medication with alcohol, it could have some type of negative effect. The thing is, is that it was over such a long period of time. You would think it would have worn off a little bit, but I also don't know how much he took. And if he'd been taking it for a long period of time? Something just clicked in my head. If he was getting access to unprescribed medications like that and he had a abundance of them that is something he could have used to carry out the suicide if we go with that theory that's true if he had a lot I don't know how many he had I know he and his friends were taking them so I'm not sure if he took them all with him or how many they had in the first place but if he's getting access to unprescribed medication I'm sure he could find other kinds as well exactly but then we also go back to the 
where did he hide his body? Yeah, I think if that theory is what happened, you know, he tried to wreck his car and he had these pills, he probably went to a secondary location. And he just is not around Kasaic? Mm-hmm. He's not in an area where they're searching. Okay. I could see that. That's possible. I am curious. What do his parents think? Do they think that it could be a suicide at all? His parents don't think that it was a suicide. His parents are big advocates for him. I'm going to link the Facebook page in the show notes so you guys can go check that out. And his parents are very active in the search for Bryce. People are constantly turning in sightings of him and all kinds of things. None of them have obviously played out. But his parents are always posting it and they will comment on there and they'll be like, this sighting was nothing. This sighting was nothing. You know, they're they're keeping it active. And so that's great. But they think that something worse happened which I'll kind of get into with one of our other theories. I think it is important to look at like what family members and friends around think because they know better than we do, obviously. Mm -hmm. So as much as like you can put together this suicide theory, that might just not necessarily be true for Bryce. Exactly. I do know that that's a popular one that comes up, though. The suicide? Yeah. Didn't investigators kind of think that at first, too? Yes, investigators thought that at first. The PI, I don't believe... Uh, agrees with that theory at the moment but at first the thing is though almost any case where somebody disappears like this investigators first thought is depending on age either a runaway or suicide those are the first things that people go to they don't immediately unless it's absolutely obvious they don't immediately go to like murder or something foul they typically will just be like, oh, you know, it was their choice or whatever until they have some sort of evidence. So it wasn't surprising that that's where their first thought went. Another theory is that maybe he had a psychotic break. And that kind of once again ties in with the Vivans. Maybe the Vivans somehow, they, it triggered the psychotic break, the bipolar disorder, something that he had and just didn't know it. It's also possible, so schizophrenia is a big one that people know of. That starts to present itself in men between ages 16 and 30. So he was right kind of in that sweet spot, I guess, of where that is starting to present itself. And that could have explained his behavior in the, uh, the days leading up to it. It could have explained his behavior on the day of. A couple of the the symptoms of schizophrenia, some of the like first signs are depression and social withdrawal, hostility or suspiciousness, oversleeping or insomnia, and then odd or irrational statements. So it could have triggered some of his different responses to situations. It could have triggered him breaking up with Kim. It could have been why he hadn't been sleeping and why he was driving and like why he was giving all the stuff away. He was just trying to withdrawal from social situations with his friends girlfriend but with that then that doesn't explain where he went no it doesn't it just kind of can explain his behavior because in this case not only do we have to figure out where he went but his behavior is just as much in question i just wonder too with that theory like i can see it and understand it but where does it go after that it could be that he had a psychotic break and then did kill himself or took off or took off and somebody else caught him. The other one that we're just going to touch on, because I do see it when you look up the threads for like the Reddit threads or whatever, is our lovely friend Christian. Is it possible that he did something to Bryce? Yeah, that one I don't get because why would he keep in contact with the parents and say he was going back out to check on him? He would have just, like, not answered or said anything else after that. I agree. 
Bryce, our, our actual editor, Bryce, he had mentioned this theory to me too when I had originally told him about the Bryce Lespiza case like a year ago. And he was like, well, what if Christian? I'm like, no, like it doesn't make a lot of sense. I can see why people are suspicious of it, but there's also, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I can buy into the whole someone else was involved though. And that's true. I mean, it's possible maybe something happened where he got caught up in something with somebody else and they murdered him. Or like a wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Yes. And so that can kind of go into your theory of was it him that actually drove the car up the hill both times? Or was it he drove the car up and then maybe somebody wrecked the car and I don't know. Is it possible too that... Maybe somebody put like a brick on the pedal and it went off on its own and no one was even in it. That's possible, but... Because the blood could have happened before. Yeah, I was going to say, because then it does leave the question of the blood on the window that was broken, but you're, it could have happened before. That's true. And so while this is a theory as well, it still asks the question, what was up with his behavior all day? The thing is, maybe he was having his own like mental instability and he just happened to go into an area where the wrong person was there and noticed that he was acting weird and took advantage of it it could be coincidental that these two things that are separate happened together i don't know how likely though i think that that's what that makes this case stick with me so much is that it's not just a missing person it's a whole bunch of events that led up to a missing person that and none of it makes any sense at all there it doesn't seem to have any like a lot it doesn't connect right you know so i mean that's a possibility maybe somebody did harm him another is that maybe he walked away from his life and was just like i'm gonna go start a new life i don't want to be around my parents anymore i just kind of want to do my own thing and he was 19, so really that's his choice if he wanted to walk away and start his own life. He's his own adult, but he should have maybe told somebody if he was going to do that. Well, typically when that happens too, it's not somebody who has a steady life going like he does. It's typically someone who, you know, there's like cases of abuse or they're running away from something they've done. His life was pretty typical, it seemed like. It seems weird that he would just take off, but some of the things do line up with that. The kind of giving away stuff, the maybe the sitting in his car could have been contemplating whether or not he was going to go through with it. My question with that is, and I mean, it's whatever it could be. It's strange, though, that if that's what he was doing, that he wrecked his car and left everything like he didn't take his clothes. Or his wallet, right? Or his wallet. Yeah, he didn't take anything. Which I guess you wouldn't want them to be able to trace you, but how are you going to do anything without all that? I mean, in some of the cases that we've done, you see people where they're like withdrawing $1,000 and then they go and start their own life. That Nothing like that happened. So it kind of debunks that theory. You did say something about like abuse and everything. I, di- I didn't see it when I was, like, doing the research specifically for this. But when I've been looking into the Bryce Lespiza case previously, I've looked at different Reddit threads and stuff. And there have been people that have brought up the fact that they believe that his parents were abusive towards him. But there's never been anything concrete with that? No. And it was more, like, verbally or emotionally and then kind of controlling abuse is what people were talking about. But I'm not sure, like, where they got that. And also... 
19 year old 18 whatever age you want to look at that which is his age group a lot of people around that age can think that parents are controlling or because that's the point in time where you're learning to become your own adult and your parents are learning to kind of back off and so it's kind of like a hard I think when you hit teenage years you you're so independent a lot of people that you just kind of have your own thought process and basically think whatever your parents are doing is kind of controlling so it's possible that maybe that's where that came from was just like typical you know my mom and dad said that I can't go out Friday night because you guys want to stay out till two o'clock in the morning like that kind of thing controlling but it also might have been super tight stuff like you're never allowed to go anywhere I need to check your phone constantly I mean I don't know it's just something like I said that I have seen across different reddit threads in the past or comments from people on different social media whatever so there are two posts on Facebook that I wanted to kind of bring your attention to the one is in Dallas Texas and the other is in Sonora California So if you guys are in these areas, these are some things to kind of keep an eye out for. I have not seen an update on either of these as to whether or not they have played out. Are they alleged sightings? Yes. So the first one is a tip that this is what it says. Quote, I saw a man in downtown Dallas, Texas today who kind of looked like Bryce. Bright red hair, thin, and the height seemed to be right. I think he might be part of the homeless population. I was driving in my car and saw him as I was going through a green light in bumper-to-bumper traffic. He was standing across the street from the Thanksgiving Tower, end quote, and then it gives the address. I've not seen a response about that. So it looks like the Sonora, California one that I was talking about on the Facebook page. They It says the police have not seen Bryce, but there's a red-headed homeless man that they know very well. So they issued a bolo just to raise awareness, but they have not confirmed that it's Bryce. They don't even know if it is. And it kind of sounds like they don't believe that it's him. But there's a lot of people that are still looking for him. And I think that this is because we didn't go into it yet. His mom and dad's theory is that he had a head injury from the accident. And that caused him to walk away from his life. And if he did, then that's what these people could be seeing if they're seeing these homeless men. He may not even know who he is. And that's what his parents believe. Abby, what are, what's your thought on that one? I think it's definitely possible that he hit his head and, you know, had some type of amnesia and just ended up in a city or town where there's a homeless population. The thing you would need, I think, to break that open is to figure out how he got to a new location, though. Like, I wonder if somebody picked him up as a hitchhiker and then they don't pay a lot of attention to the news or anything and they just haven't seen that he is a missing person and that's possible because think about how many missing people there are and we look into this stuff all the time and we still haven't even scratched the surface of how many there are exactly and i mean while i see their photos and like i post them and stuff there's no way that every single one of those photos is sticking in my head no not enough to be confident if i see somebody walking on the street it's very unfortunate but it, that's what his family believes. It is possible. So people are still kind of lo- are still looking into that. Bryce's dental records, DNA, and fingerprints have all been entered into NamUs and other databases. But no match with an unidentified male has ever been made. He is a white male with reddish-orange hair, blue eyes. He's 5 foot 11 inches and approximately 170 to 180 pounds. I was seeing kind of both. He has a tattoo of a Taurus bullhead and his birthday in Roman numerals on his upper left arm. His ears are pierced, and at the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a blue and white checkered t-shirt, white cargo shorts, and size 12 red and white Nikes. 
The Laspiza family is asking if anybody has anything to add any about Bryce's disappearance, if they think they've seen him, to take a photo and send it to findbrycelaspiza at gmail.com. There's a $5,000 reward for information that leads to his whereabouts. There's also a tip line that you can call if you have information at 949-292-4400. Or you can call the L.A. County Sheriff's Office regarding the case at 323-890-5500. Like I said, guys, this is a case that has stuck with me for many, many years. I would love to be able to see it solved at some point in time just so that Mike and Karen and the rest of Bryce's family can get some answers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.